The Fellowship of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the ministry of pastor and author Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo. In my husband's series on heavenly authority, he has been focusing on the office of the apostle and specifically about the 12 original apostles. In our last program, Pastor Greg had read the account of the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 19. In answering the question, who then can be saved? Jesus teaches the disciples that with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Peter says to the Lord, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? And Jesus responds, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Then the Lord states in verse 30, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. What is impossible with man is possible with God. In the last days, the nation of Israel itself, as a nation, will receive Messiah, and then there'll be the restoration of all things. When they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. As the nations are against them and they receive Jesus Christ as Messiah, the Lord Jesus will return. And the first will be the last to receive. But it will mean a time of what? Regeneration. Regeneration and renewal and the messianic restoration and the Son of Man sitting on his throne of glory. And this call of the apostles is not, these 12 apostles, is not just a mission to bring the gospel to the Jews, but it looks like that it's authority that extends into the millennium, that they will sit on 12 thrones, into the judgment. He says, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. It's that apostleship that will go even into the new heavens and new earth, because we've studied that the foundation of the eternal Jerusalem will be, each of these 12 foundations will have the name of the apostles. So it's an eternal ministry. It doesn't just stop with their preaching first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. They will sit on 12 thrones and judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And maybe this concept of judging may be foreign to you, but Paul teaches in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2, he, he tells the church at Corinth, which is a Gentile church, for the most part, do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Shouldn't we be able to make judgments now when someday you will judge the world. And then verse 3, do you not know? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things 
that pertain to this life. And actually, the ruling with Jesus, as he says back in Matthew 19, when he tells them that you will uh, sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel, this ability to rule with Jesus is not just limited to the apostles. Here we read that the saints will judge the world. The saints will judge angels. If you remember back to the study uh, of the seven churches, the church of Thyatira, he tells them in chapter 2 and verse 26, And he who overcomes and keeps my works until the end, to him I will give power over the nations. He shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's, the potter's vessels. And then he tells the church of Laodicea in chapter 3 and verse 21, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So all overcomers are given this promise to sit down on the throne and be there ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. So really, the things promised to the apostles are really for all believers, the commission to go out and preach the gospel, the rewards of ruling and reigning with Jesus Christ. It's not as though that the apostles are somehow different from us. It's not as though there's something that the rest of us cannot attain to, as some churches would, would build tombs for them and make them unreachable but rather it is that they are set out in front. They are called to lead the way. They are the start of the work of God. And they are the first to have the promises for rewards and prominence. They're not different from the rest of believers, but they're out in front. So to these 12, what will we receive, Lord? And Peter almost is starting to get a little bit of the attitude of being the first, right? And there's a caution in that to Peter. But Jesus tells him, you will receive a reward. You will sit. You 12 who have left everything will sit on 12 thrones and judge the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. And they were these 12 were sent out. They were set out in front, even as the 12 tribes of Israel were set out in front to bring the word of God, right? When all the nations are far away, it is the 12 tribes of Israel that have the word of God and preserve the word of God for the rest of the world. And in remember we said in Revelation chapter 21, in verse 12, it tells us that there are 12 gates into the new Jerusalem, into the new Jerusalem of eternity, each like a pearl, it tells us in verse 21. And each of those gates, we're told in chapter 21 and verses 12 and 13, each has a Hebrew name. Each has the name of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. And everyone that goes into the New Jerusalem must go through the name of a Jew, the name of a Hebrew, of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. And you read in chapter 21 and verse 12, when it tells us about these gates, that what? There are 12 angels, 12 angels at the gates. You see that? 
So you have 12 foundations, each with the name of the apostles, an apostle. You have 12 gates, each with the name of a tribe of Israel. You have 12 angels watching the gates, 12 tribes, 12 apostles. Clearly that number 12 symbolizes divine administration. Divine administration. You have the foundation for the work. They start the work. It's not that they're different from those who will come in later, but they are the foundation of the house. Jesus himself being the chief cornerstone. They are the foundation of the work. It's built on those sent out ones. They are the ones who open the way. They are a gate, even as Jesus is the gate. Well, he uses the 12 tribes to bring forth the word of God. 12, divine administration, opening the door as Israel's descendants, as Abraham's descendants, preserve the word that we would know the promises of Messiah. It symbolizes that number 12, the ones who are entrusted to God and preserve the way of God. They got it as the angels got it. So it's authority given by God. That's what symbolized that number 12. Authority given by God for the advancement of his kingdom. Even as earlier in Revelation, John sees in chapter 4 and verse 4, thrones. Around the throne of God were 24 thrones, and on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And obviously, 24 is 2 times 12, right? The number is very significant. It would seem as though there are 12 elders for the Jews and 12 elders for the Gentiles. And somehow these 24 elders who bow down and give all the glory unto God. So this is taking nothing away from the fact that God is that he is. He is the door. He is the foundation stone. He is everything. But he gives divine administration to men. He charges angels to God. And here somehow these 24, 12 times 2, are involved in a heavenly government that impacts the things that happen on the earth. Moreover, in speaking about the last days, Revelation chapter 7 tells us of Hebrew, it would seem Hebrew apostles, 144,000 sealed, chosen from all the tribes of the children of Israel. 12,000 from each tribe, right? 12,000 times 12 is 144,000. So 12 symbolizes the call of these sent out ones. And in Acts chapter 1, Peter is quick to bring the number of apostles back to 12. Uh, this is a time period after the ascension. But remember, Jesus has given commandments to the apostles whom he has chosen. We read that. And before the day of Pentecost, in Acts chapter 1 and verse 15, and in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples. Altogether the number of names was about 120. Now 120 were those that were in Jerusalem, right? There were way more than that, that number throughout all of uh, Israel. You know there are 500 brethren up in Galilee. So of those in Jerusalem, there's 120. 
about 120, and said in verse 16, Men and brethren, this scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered with us and obtained a part in this ministry. And he talks about how Judas, the field that's purchased, how uh, he falls and his entrails gush out, and that field is called Al-Qadam, a field of blood, which fulfills Jeremiah's prophecy that that area would be called the Valley of Slaughter. And then he says, it is written in the book of Psalms, let his dwelling place be desolate, let no one live in it, and let another take his office. And then he concludes in verse 21, Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John to that day when he was taken up from us, one of these must become a witness with us of his resurrection. And they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, O Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which of these two you have chosen to take part in this ministry and apostleship. Pastor Greg Scalzo's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, available from booksellers everywhere, would make a thoughtful gift and great witnessing tool this Christmas season. And you can access important Bible teaching and information about our church at shiarjashub.org. Join us next time for Shiar Jashub.